It's Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Emily Connolly is an editor at Audiophile, and she has been with me for this entire week, giving me her suggestions for some really good listening. So hello, Emily. Hello, Joe. We had Margaret Atwood on Monday. We had a YA title by David Yoon on Tuesday. Okay, it's Wednesday. (laughs) Today we have a really exciting fantasy for you. It's called The 10,000 Doors of January. It's written by Alex E. Harrow, and it's narrated by January Lavoie. January Lavoie. I just, a moment, let's rest there, because as we know, she's one of my favorite narrators. I know. And honestly, Joe, it was hearing your conversation with January Lavoie from a couple months ago, I decided I had to listen to something of hers. Um, and I am so happy I found this one, because it was absolutely perfect. Well... Tell me what it's about, 10,000 doors of January. And and plus, that's really interesting, the 10,000 doors of January when it's January. Who's narrating it? I know. I thought it was perfect, too. That's why I picked it up. So in this one, um, it's a fantasy, as I mentioned, and it's about a young girl named January who discovers that there are these doors into other worlds, which offers all these possibilities for adventure, but she's very trapped and if she can only get away from where she's stuck, she could have all these adventures. So when and where is it set? So it's set in Vermont in 1901, where we meet January, as a seven-year-old girl who's living with this guardian named Mr. Locke. And yes, very imposing. And her father is traveling for Mr. Locke, looking for different treasures to bring home from far afield. And she, you know, lives to see her dad coming home. He's rarely there. So we're meeting her right at the very beginning where she's talking about finding this door in a field. And I have a sound clip with January talking about finding that door and what it was like, which I think you'll really like to hear. Okay, let's listen. The 10,000 Doors of January, written by Alexi Harrow, and it's read by January Lavoie. I almost didn't notice the door at all. All doors are like that, half-shadowed and sideways until someone looks at them in just the right way. This one was nothing but an old timber frame arranged in a shape like the start of a house of cards. Rust stains spotted the wood where hinges and nails had bled into nothing, and only a few brave planks remained of the door itself. Flaking paint still clung to it, the same royal blue as the sky. Now... I didn't know about doors at the time, and wouldn't have believed you even if you'd handed me an annotated three-volume collection of eyewitness reports. But when I saw that raggedy blue door standing so lonesome in the field, I wanted it to lead someplace else. Someplace other than Ninley, Kentucky. Someplace new and unseen and so vast I would never come to the end of it. I pushed my palm against the blue paint. The hinges groaned just like the doors to haunted houses in all my penny papers and adventure stories. My heart pat-patted in my chest, and some naive corner of my soul was holding its breath in expectation, waiting for something magical to happen. You know, it's so interesting because from the way you describe the story, 
it just seems like one of those stories that should be set in Britain. Maybe it's because she has a guardian. Mm-hmm. You know, you know those British turn-of-the-century stories, the kid with the guardian. It is a bit of an adventure. So after January finds this door and takes a peek into another world, she tells Mr. Locke about it and is punished. And she changes. You hear January narrating as this young girl, January, becoming much more timid and biddable growing up until she finds this book a book hidden away in a chest in this guardian's giant house full of treasures. And she starts reading it, and it's this book called The Ten Thousand Doors, and it's all these adventures had by someone else, and it really just changes her world. And it's a YA title? No, I should have made that clear. This is an adult fantasy book. I think it definitely has a lot of appeal for younger listeners, too, for teen listeners, but it's an adult fantasy Okay, Emily, thanks so much, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Behind the Mic is supported by HarperCollins and their seven-part original podcast series, Behind the Scenes of Becoming Mrs. Lewis. It's an in-depth exploration of the improbable love story between C.S. Lewis and Joy Davidman. Learn more at becomingmrslewis.com. I'm Joe Reed. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.